This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagara Turrbal peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Strap in. Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Australiana Rama. Morning, this episode contains some swearies. And an unattended child. He's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And folly. (laughs) Oh, Christ. (laughs) Yeah, where's my coconuts? Maddie, hello. Hey, hey, hey. And we're ready to rumble. We are. That's that is what we say. Um, it whenever is our we, whenever we do meet each other, <laughs> we're ready to rumble. Um, how are you? Oh yeah, been better, been worse. The spicy cough finally got me. I couldn't keep running. Mm-hmm. Couldn't keep mm. running away from it. Um, you had a good run. Yeah, I'm back in the real world again. But if I sound mm. a bit husky, that is why. Because my voice has been permanently changed. <laughs> how are you j j yeah. i went to say j-lo and then i was like that's already someone's name that's true um <laughs> i i'm good i'm a bit pooped because like i just um did the my show at the sydney comedy festival this week which was great Ew. people came it was lovely um and so my parents have been visiting which is super cute um yeah so mum's in the other room doing some crochet. Classic K. Yeah. And I'll tell you a tale. What's the tale that you're telling me, doll? Well, shall we just jump right into it? I mean, let, I'm ready to rumble. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Charles James Leonard Gwyther, known as Lenny, mm-hmm. was born on the 18th of April, 1922. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also born on the 18th of April, 1922, um, was Ginger Mick, a pony. Mm -hmm. An Um, infamous pony. Yeah. So Lenny, the human boy, um, lived on the family farm in, I'm saying Leangatha. It might not be how you say it. If you're a local of Leangatha, just let me know um, on the Instagram. But yeah, so it's southeast of Melbourne. Like it's Mm -hmm. right at the bottom of Victoria. Um, but Lenny's grandfather gave him the pony when he turned two. So, you know, he's a little baby. He's two. He loves horses. So it's like, happy birthday, grandson. Here is a pony that was born on the same day as you. You're finally old enough to ride this horse. (laughs) Literally, though. Um... Yeah, so he's he's had this this pony. Um, they've grown up together. They they've got a real a real strong. They're bond. siblings. They are essentially siblings, you um, know, in a babe kind of way. But they're siblings. Mm, exactly. Or a Stuart so, Little kind of way. In a Stuart, yes. Mm. You know, mouse, human. Yeah, I only have like siblings. a vague recollection. Yeah, do they adopt instead of adopting a child? They're they adopt a mouse. Adopted. Stuart Little the Mouse, yes. And mm. the cat thought it, that was not fair because the cat was like, 
I get treated like a pet. And when you watch the film, you're like, the cat's an asshole. But then you grow up and you realise that cats have rights too. Anyway, wow. keep going. <laughs> Okay, so we've got a boy, we've got a pony. Um, And so by 1931, like Australia is in the middle of the Great Depression, uh, which is kind of hard to imagine now because like one in three workers were unemployed. Yeah. It's like a third of the people who wanted to be working could not find work. It was a pretty hectic time. It was pretty depressing. Widespread poverty. Yes, the depression was very depressing. Yeah. but yeah, so Lenny's dad, who is often referred to by like his full name, is Captain Leo Tennyson Gwyther because he was oh. in World War One. Um, but yeah, so his dad, Leo, fell off a tractor in February 1931, had to be rushed to hospital. Um, we like broke his leg in a bunch of places. And so it's the hospital in Melbourne, it's 150 k's away. So, you know, they rushed him off there somehow. And... Yeah, so and it's like it's the depression. It's just like their farm is what sustains the family. Um, and, you know, mum, there's at least four kids. Lenny's the oldest. He's oh like God. nine. And so, like, if they lost the crops, that would be pretty dire. No wonder why granddad was um, like, here's a pony. We need to get you to work. Well, not even. Lenny's just like, don't worry, mum, I'm nine. Um, yeah. I'll do it. So he uses their, like, four draft horses and ploughs the whole, like, 10, 10 hectares on his own. Good guy. Um, he's, again, he's nine. Um, and, yeah, so when the dad gets out of hospital, apparently he was very appreciative but not surprised because mm. he kind of knows what sort of kid Lenny is. Classic um, Lenny. And so he, yeah, plucky, he's often described as. In various newspapers Lenny. from the time. They're like, he's, mm-hmm. he was a plucky young lad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so the dad's like, okay, Lenny, you can, you know, you've you've done great work. Like, you can choose your reward. Like, let me know what you want. Um, and they all kind of thought maybe he'll want a new saddle for his horse or he'll want some boots or something. A hoop but and no. stick. Uh, yeah, a little hoop and stick. But Lenny had been closely following um, – the you know the construction of the sydney harbour bridge i guess mm. he'd been we're, reading we're the we news weren't we all yeah well there wasn't much to do you just watched the the bridge get built if you lived in sydney and i guess you read it about in the newspaper maybe you heard it on the radio yeah i mean like you worked word from 5am to 10pm and then you just read about the bridge i'm pretty sure that's all they had to do yeah that's especially among the 9 year olds of the time that's what they were doing yeah but yeah, so he was fascinated by like the engineering and how they were building it, and he—that's so. What he wanted for his reward was to go see the opening of the Sydney Harbour Bridge, and it's he wanted to ride Ginger Mick there. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother. Yes, so he wanted to go a thousand kilometers on a pony. Um, so just like like it's a horse, but like a pony, it's a small, it's like a little horse. It's appropriate for a nine-year-old. Yeah, but even um, a horse that is a long that is a long distance. It's a very long way. Um, and uh, apparently, like the dad was on board. He's like, yeah, okay, all right. Um, sure. Mum, mum took some convincing. She, I don't know, for some reason, was a little bit worried about her nine-year-old riding a horse. I mean. It's not like he has anything else to do, you know. Mm. 
What's Ooh, I think she was also concerned about the time he would have to be away from school. What's the problem? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, when he's not ploughing the field, he's learning his ABCs, God damn it. Mm. Yeah, well, you I know, think that was genuinely one of her concerns. Yeah, um, but they've always said that life's biggest learnings are on the road, especially when you're on a pony travelling between Melbourne and Sydney when you're eight age or nine years old. Nine. <laughs> um but yes, yeah, so Lenny and his dad, Leo, you know, like they made a proper plan and like got a map and, you know, mapped it all out. And then the mum was like, oh, OK, all right, I will let you do this. Um, apparently there was also like a big ship, like an ocean liner that was going to be doing its first like voyage from Sydney. So he was keen to see the big ship. Right. He really, well. you know, thought this through. Mm. Um, so I feel like it's like any like... So when I was a kid and I wanted a mobile phone, mm, um, mm-hmm. you know, I did a big pitch, mm. which was like, let me buy this with my own money yeah. from my takeaway shop job. Yeah, I and remember like, yes, okay. like the the effort that went into getting the family a PlayStation 2. That was a mm. big deal. So this is the yeah. equivalent, except that he's nine. Yeah. And he wants to travel cross country alone. And I don't know about um, you, but, like, I'm going to say that riding on a horse that far is probably a little bit more dangerous than playing Tomb Raider on my PlayStation 2. Like, mm, but you mm. could get, like, a similarly sore butt from sitting too long. <laughs> yeah, possible. those thumbs, those those ch- child thumbs of mine mm. really, really got a, got a big workout. Lots of blisters, mm. you know. Um, but yeah, so they sent a bunch of letters ahead to friends and relatives, most of whom replied before he set out. Um, right. The plan was to travel around 25 to 30 kilometres a day, um, depending on the weather, and stay with people that they knew. Um, and if if not, like if he couldn't get accommodation, he'd go to the local agricultural like show society for help. And he also had one pound um for hotels as like a last resort oh my gosh um yeah and and like that that could have covered him for like multiple nights like things didn't cost money um and he also you know entered by entered into some events at the easter show because that would be on when he got there so it's like oh why not also do some horse riding things while he's in sydney a full dance card for plucky lenny in sydney that's for sure absolutely and that's only the stuff he planned um and they weren't fully going to send him off like alone like the dad was going to meet him in can river and then go from with him from there to canberra because it was more of an unsealed road right so he was going to supervise. And so I looked it up on Google Maps, like Can River, like now the drive from Leongatha to Can River would take like four hours. Mm. Um, but for little Lenny, that's like five days. Yeah. So it's like five days alone. And, you know, I guess dad's doing some work and he'll meet him, meet him there. That was the plan. Um, so on the 3rd of February, 19, 1932, Lenny and Ginger Mick, the pony set off both of them aged nine um lenny has some khaki pants leggings a coat and a sun hat like he's got it all turned up at the front if you look Mm -hmm. in the pictures it's very cute um and he's got a little backpack which has a set of pajamas a toothbrush and some spare clothes that's all that's in his backpack and then he also has a water bottle a watch worn on a chain around his neck and a one pound note in his pocket my word 
Yeah. And so he sets off and like the first night he just camps somewhere. Um, and then from then on, he's kind of starts to be welcomed by the townspeople because people have kind of started to hear about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the first couple of days, like there were bushfires. So he spent like oh a couple gosh. of days like riding through smoke and apparently meant breathing quite difficult for both Lenny and Ginger Mick. Um, so when they got like kind of through that, then the pony needed to rest for a couple of days. So, you know, you know some random farmers or whatever. He had a couple of days in a field and they set off again. And in lots of the things, it says he was like accosted by a deranged tramp is often the wording. <laughs> or they'll be like a vagabond jumped out at him from the road. <laughs> and there's not that much details, but it's often mentioned as like a throwaway thing. That like, you know, he had a strange encounter with a tramp or a vagabond. Oh, um, God. Is this the 1930s? Yeah, this is 1932. Man, vagabonds just be vagabonding in the Great Depression. and Yeah, so maybe someone was trying to rob him or whatever. Anyway, he got startled by someone, but he kept on going. He was fine. Um, and I think he only really got turned away once or twice like when looking for accommodation, pretty much. But And there was heavy rain and fog. And this is all just in the first, like, five days. Good um, God. So he's alone at this point. Um, and after five days of travelling, he meets up with his dad in Can River, who, like, you know, travels with him for a little bit. Um, and so they're, like, making friends, like, the whole time, like, with other people who are on horses, kids are off to school. Like, he just is passing other people on, on the road who are like, what? Hello, young man, what, what are happening? you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you... Are you alone? Are you lost? Um, and, you know, people kind of start to hear about him because he's a nine-year-old on a pony <laughs> on travelling alone. It's, it's wild. Um, and, yeah, and often he'll, like, make a friend for a little bit of the day and they're like, oh, you should come stay with us tonight. And so he does. Yeah, I mean, when there's a nine-year-old, you know, rocking up into your town and they're like, hello, I need somewhere to stay. Could you imagine being the asshole? that's like, mm. no. You yeah, simply especially cannot. when it's like other kids and they're just like, oh, I met this kid on a pony today. Can he stay with us, mum? And they're like, oh, okay, come on in, son. Like, Because um, it's country people anyway. And so when yeah. you go to the town of um, Bombala, they gave him his first like official welcome. This is when like towns are starting to hear about it in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, He's getting a following. Some stuff on. His forest yeah. gump moment is coming. Mm. And his dad is with him in Bombala. And so they both both visit the local primary school. So he's talking to the kids. They get to, like, oh pat the pony, tell him about what he's doing. Um, and from there, like, his dad's kind of been seeing how he's going. He decides that he actually doesn't need to escort him all the way to Canberra. Like, he'll be fine on his own. She'll be right. Like, they've, they've spent a couple of days together, I guess, or a week. I don't know. And he's like, oh, no, actually, he's fine. Yeah. So he can go back to the farm. Maybe dad um, it isn't keen of, you know, getting jumped by vagabonds and is like, you know what, son, you're on your mm. own. Or like the the public speaking, or it's yeah. just like, oh, my child is actually fine because yeah. it gen like it like he he was completely fine, which is like I, I you cannot imagine it now. No, um, so kids can't even walk to the shops in some places now. Mm. Man, he left. So he started off at the on the third of February, and so by the twenty sixth of February, he arrives in Canberra. Mm-hmm. Um. 
and he goes to visits another school there, and the highlight of which is that he got to play with a spinning top for the first time. Whoa, big day for Plucky Lenny getting mm. his spin on. He would have put that one down in the journal. Yeah, because apparently he did have a little journal that he carried with him. You'd hope so. God, he needs something mm. to do when he's, you know, it's one of the long, other things long that he nights with his pony. <laughs> but yeah, you also, you talk about the hoop and stick a lot in this sort of era, but like a spinning top. It's real. It's a real deal. Yeah, it was worth noting. He'd never seen one before. He was pretty excited because, again, he is nine. Um, and so he, he also, in Canberra, he goes to Parliament House because mm-hmm. um, he's been invited for tea with the Prime Minister, Joseph Lyons. Oh, Jojo. I hope he was wearing his spare clothes that day. <laughs> I think he would have. Um, <laughs> Joseph Lyons pops up a lot in, like, the Emu War and stuff. Um, yeah, he's in, yeah, like, so, every fifth episode that we do. Mm, Very busy times. Friends. He was quite social, it seems. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and Lenny was somehow ahead of schedule then. So he, like, stayed in Canberra for an extra few days and you got to meet the Governor-General and other people. Wow. So to think of all these, like, you know, big-wig formal men being like, Mm. hello. Tiny child, you ready to influence some policy? Yeah, how's your travel going? Um, I guess they ask him about the farm. I just can't, it's, yeah. What would they have talked about? The horse, I guess. Um, but yeah, so he heads off from Canberra. He goes through Goulburn and then on to Mossvale. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, cause they were having a horse show randomly. He hadn't planned it, but it was on. Um, so he, he just decides to enter an event cause why not? Cause it's one for under tens, um, like a horse riding thing. And he comes second well, then and you. yes. And he gets a nice, um, blue ribbon from the Bowral Horse Show Committee uh-huh. for Ginger Mix. So that's, that's nice. And you know, he's still staying with various people, some that he knows, a lot that he doesn't. Some hotels have, like, taken him in for free. Because, again, it's like this kid with, like, his little sun hat turned up and his little horse. It's like, hello, I'm nine. Yeah. <laughs> May I enter my horse into your race, perchance? Yes. <laughs> I have come all this way. And, like, and they give him, like, you know, a bag of apples or something and give him a place to stay. Wow. Crazy. In the Great um, Depression, a bag of apples is worth one Bitcoin today. Yeah, but, like, people were actually really generous, like, farmers and townsfolk. Um, So on the 9th of March, like, by then he's ended up in Liverpool, which is... So when did he leave, sorry? On the 3rd of February. Okay. So So he's been away for a month. month. Yeah. Yeah, he's been riding his little horse every day for a month with a couple of days of rest every so often. Um, And he's hit Liverpool. Because they're two nine-year-olds. Yeah, so Liverpool, I feel like it would have maybe been a town separate from Western Sydney at this time, but it's a part of Western yeah. Sydney now. So on the 9th of March, he heads into the city. And so he's got two blokes from the Royal Agricultural Society to escort him uh-huh. on their big horses. Yes. Um, and by this point, like, there are crowds yeah. who are trying to see this nine-year-old. Like, they're spilling across the roads. That's why he needs the escort. Yeah. Um, Ginger Security. Mick is wearing... Yeah, Ginger Mick is wearing his blue ribbon um, <laughs> and is apparently com- like unfazed, not bothered by the crowds. Yeah. Like, he's, you know, he's seen a lot, this pony. Ginger Mick um, was born for fame. He knew. He was like, this is my destiny. We've been working absolutely. towards this for at least a month. I'm ready to go. Show me the bridge. Mm. Yeah, well, actually, because there's lots of information available, actually, like about his, like, 
like because it's up from um, like newspapers at the time. They're talking about his preparation. A lot of it's pretty boring. So it's like mm. um, Ginger Mick. He had a, he got to rest for five weeks and then he was ridden every day for a week. And like mm-hmm. that was his preparation. And they got mm-hmm. like spare horseshoes. It's another thing. And he had in his backpack and they had a little spring in them to make it easier for him on the wow. gravel. They thought about it all. Um, but yeah, so they're heading down like George Street. So it's mm-hmm. the middle of the Sydney CBD to Martin Place. And for that bit, he had 25 police officers around him. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Martin Blaise. Yeah, they're, like, trying to keep in, like, a square formation around him because this child is being mobbed. Like, there are people trying to take hairs from, I was going to say Lenny, from Ginger Mick's, like, tail (laughs) as a souvenir. Ew, don't. Just leave him alone. Yeah. I wonder Absolutely if they passed wild. by the big old sunrise window, hey? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where it was because that, I mean, the Commonwealth um, Bank building and the one with the, like, the, like, Town Hall and, like, QVB and where there's, like, a clock tower and stuff he was apparently impressed with. Yeah. So all those old buildings are still there. Gosh, you would have um, loved it. Mm, well, little Lenny has never seen tall buildings, really. No, his Because at this point, I'm actually exploded. not sure if he's even been to Melbourne. Um, he goes on the way back, but we'll get there. And so, yeah, he's officially welcomed by the Agricultural Society again and also the Lord Mayor of Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them describes him as a little brick. And there's <laughs> a quote from Lenny, again, in a newspaper, which he says, oh, what a Bosca town. I'm like, what is Bosca? I think it's positive. Right, let's bring it back in. He's a little old-timey fellow. And so he gets to have a quick look at the bridge um, and then he goes back to Camp C to stay with family for the night because the procession, like the grand opening, is still a couple of days away. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next day he goes to the electrical radio exhibition at mm-hmm. Town Hall. Mm-hmm. They're showing all the new radios and he goes on a radio show as well um, talking about National being nine. and this stage. <laughs> his interests, I guess. And then the day after that, the Sun newspaper, which was more of a reputable um, publication at the time, well, they yes. like took him all over the city. Like they prepared a big itinerary, had a, like journalists with him documenting his day, um, and like crowds are following him. <laughs> um, just this nine-year-old and a pony. Like yeah. I assume the pony is always he's always with the pony. Like, but I don't know if at this day, because he goes on a ferry and stuff, I'm wondering if he left the pony for a rest and he's just getting to go around. But anyway, he goes on the ferry under the bridge. He's quoted as saying, golly. <laughs> um, that's all, because he was quite in awe of the bridge. Uh, um, he got to go on a Did someone paint him boat. for the Archibald? Like, this, this kid needs They should. To I wonder if they have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he went on a speedboat across the harbour, which they let him steer for a little bit. Well, I mean, he rode a fucking horse there. <laughs> yeah, he's he a pretty a impressive young fellow. For a second. Yeah. Mm. He got to sit in the driver's seat of the biggest fire engine in Australia. It was the biggest one at the time. Yeah. Like, this is like, all these things are just so cool for a nine-year-old. Yeah. Even now. Yeah. Like, but at the time... Yeah, it would be like going Just, to the International Space Station or some shit. Honestly, <laughs> it's so much stuff and like all in one day. Yeah. Um, he met the Premier of New South Wales, but it's like he's already met the Prime Minister. Yeah, who cares? You know, Move along. He's been to Parliament House. He's like, um, Jojo does not pass on his hellos. 
Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, at some point in his travels, he did. There's like like some like political group that was like in the Riverina that were like kind of you know not on board with the the premier. Did give him a little pin, so he was wearing that for a while, and I think he knew uh-huh. what it meant, um, even though he was nine. But what else? Oh yeah, the agricultural show society people had given him a free pass like for the easter show mm-hmm. so he could go to get food and go to all the side shows and again a quote from lenny he's he says golly i like side shows because <laughs> he's nine yeah um and he describes people asking for autographs as most pestiferous oh which is great i think it was like as in they're a pest yeah I'm like, is that a word from the time or is that just like a nine, nine-year-old word trying to, you know, you're talking to a journalist. You know, these people are a pest. The most He's really like, I'm here on business. Leave me be. Like, this is between a man yeah. and his horse. <laughs> mm. Well, because also on his journey, he is like talking to local farmers and like asking a lot about stuff. Like in every town, there's kind of someone who's like, yeah, he was asking a lot about irrigation and he was very interested in the sheep or whatever. I've looked up pestiferous. It is a real mm. word, and it means harboring infection and disease. There you go. Uh, in, in, in a funny way, it's like a nuisance or very annoying. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's what he was saying. There's, yeah. he's, he's like bugger off. He's he's here for business, um, and he's getting really annoyed by the people asking for autographs. Because I mean, he's yeah. nice. Like, what? Leave me alone. He's like engineering and horses. And key political figures only. I'm busy. <laughs> and boats. And any kind of um, like engineering he's, he's yeah. really into. Like yeah. that's his – he found his passion really young. Um, he goes to Bondi Beach, which would be nice for someone who lives on a farm. Mm, nice um, and he rode an elephant at Taronga Zoo, um, which isn't done now, but would have been very exciting no. for young Lenny at the time. Um all right, so the big day arrives, which is Saturday, the 19th of March, 1932. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what, like a month and a half after he's less left home. Um, Lenny has bought a suit between, mm-hmm. you know, leaving home and getting here because um, he gets to ride in the parade crossing the bridge because he just wanted to see the parade, you know. He wanted to see the bridge be opened and now he's in it. He's walking like after the construction workers or yeah. he's riding his pony. He's got a key to the city. You know? Yeah, he like he literally does. Step um, off, he's here. Yeah, so there's thousands of people watching. Like, there's a really big deal, um, including his dad. His dad's come up because um, the plan was that like Lenny and Ginger Mick were going to get like a shipping company. Like they were going to go back on a boat, like down mm-hmm. to Melbourne. Um, and so Dad was there to help, like you know, get the horse onto the boat. Blah blah blah. Um, but Lenny. Again, it's like, nah, Dad, I want to ride home. <laughs> um, I think because Dad can't really argue because it's just like, he's like, well, I made it here. It was fine. I'd like to go like a different way because he was to- closer towards the coast on the way up. He wanted to go more inland, mm-hmm. see some more little towns. And so Dad's like, okay. Sure. All right. What, like you're famous now. You didn't die the first time. Yeah, and he also didn't really spend any money. No, because he would like have he just been getting like, stuff for free by then. Yeah, I think he, the, the only thing he bought was the suit, I think. It was like 10 pence or 10 shillings or something. I don't know what the dashes and things mean. Could not tell you. Anyway, so he hasn't spent his whole pound. Um, and, yeah, so he's in the parade. Um 
and that's a real highlight for him. Apparently that's all he's talking about for weeks. And then he hangs out at the Easter show for a couple of days, going to all the side shows. He competes in some things with his horse. They both do. Um, and then he goes to the Sydney Cricket Ground to watch a Sheffield Shield game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and in a break-in play, he gets to meet um, his... He's, some, he's a big fan of Donald Bradman. I was about to say, did he meet Don fucking Bradman? Yeah, he meets oh Don Bradman. Oh, my God. Um, who gives him a signed cricket bat. Wow, that would be worth a mozza. Yeah, I wonder if his like, grandchildren still have it. Um, but, yeah, so Dad had to take that one back for him because he didn't really have room for it on the pony. No, Slash the Vagabond <laughs> might have pinched it. Mm, well, then he's got a weapon. <laughs> but, yeah, so he's got... Like, he's seen every possible thing he could want to see, as well as, like, his favourite cricketer, who he's got to meet. Um, so on the 11th of April, so he initially left home 3rd of February. He's leaving Sydney on April 11th. Apparently he leaves Town Hall. Again, big crowd. His parting words are toodaloo. <laughs> big wave. Yeah. People are crying. People are, yeah, very excited. <laughs> Again, not much to do. Well, because the bridge has been built now. Like, that. what yeah. else are they, they – what are they watching in Sydney? Um, but also, it's it's impressive now. Yeah, back then it would have been mind-boggling. It's a, it's a big deal. Um, but, yeah, so he's heading, heading home. Again, making heaps of friends, visiting schools. Um, in the, on the way back, he turns 10. Mm-hmm. Um, the town that he's in. Well, I guess they both turn 10. Anyway, so they both turn 10. And I can't remember which town he's in, but they give him one pound. Whoa. Which, again, is a big deal, big gift. There's a ceremony. Um, and in a couple of towns, and there's one that I found, like, the little note on, like, the newspaper thing, that in Wagga he was a guest of honour at, like, a movie theatre. Mm-hmm. This happened quite a few times. So it's like, see a Laurel and Hardy movie, meet a child and his pony. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they and they also presented him with a cheque as well. We don't know how much money they gave him, but they did give him money. Oh, my god! And because that was also in the ad, like special presentation by management of a cheque on stage for young Lenny. Um, I guess everyone just really wanted to make sure he got home okay. <laughs> yeah. And well, some of them, it's like the talkies, so it's like they're new, new movies. Yeah. And you, they were having, he was a guest of honour. Um, yeah, and at one point he's talking to someone, I think it's a doctor, but they give him a compass. And it's like, he's nearly home. He hasn't yeah. had a compass up till now. It's old. What are you doing? He's fine. Mm. But also he maybe should have had one. Yeah, probably. Like he had a map and he's going from town to town. But still, um, yeah, he's, he's learning a lot about irrigation. He, there's a day where he just hangs out with some truckies. Like he gets to go on a lorry. He Great. said that was one of the more memorable things rather than all the, you know, meeting politicians and stuff. He had a nice time talking about dogs and kangaroos Great. in the, the truck. Because, again, he's, he's 10 now. He's mm. a big boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he attends a children's ball, which happens to be on in one town. Otherwise, there's a big reception with all the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. He would have had a great time. All right, yeah, he'd get a lot of attention. He would have been very popular. Um, in one t- town, he was being shown like the local silos, um, which if you've not been to a country town, they're kind of they look like big like beakers, and they you store grain and stuff yeah, in them. They're, giant, they're huge, giant, giant. Um, and because he'd never seen one before, like they didn't have those in in mm, Leongatha, mm. so he was re- really genuinely interested 
in learning about that. Um, but also there were some cool cars there in the car park that he was interested in. And so the owner's like, oh, come for a drive. And so he let Lenny drive his car. My gosh. You know, just a little ways down the road. But he's driven a speedboat and a car now. Yeah. Um, he's basically the prime minister at this stage. Like, this is the most popular. Oh, yeah. He's got a really country. high profile. Yeah. And it's like there are so many, um, like, primary sources available, like, all newspaper articles that have been preserved from the time. Um, but, yeah. So in, there's hundreds of people in every town that he goes through. Um, and there's a big celebration when he gets to Melbourne. Like in Melbourne, he has appearances at the State Theatre. Yeah. Um, which is still there. And like that's where – is that where the Harry Potter play has been on? I don't know which theatre. Anyway, if you're in Melbourne and you go to like a big play or a big musical, it's the same theatre. It's one of those big fancy ones. So in 1932, they had Him. a little kid and a pony <laughs> on the stage. Yeah. And I hear and it also honest, went for two days. It was a two-part. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I would I would rather see that, to be honest. Yeah, I would too. love to hear Lenny in his own words and, and Ginger in, in his. Um, but, yeah, and he on, like, because obviously he did fall a bit behind in school, but he did. He ended up catching up and his quote was like, oh, I won't try to put on a spurt. I'll just keep jogging along and I'll catch up to them presently. Mm. That's what and he did. His he language skills, fine. you know, kind of indicate that he probably would have been fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. It seems like, like his parents were pretty special um, in like obviously was like well-educated but also capable of running yeah. a farm and yeah. they gave him a lot of trust and not in a – I mean, it could be – like now you'd be like, oh, is that neglectful? But it's like, I don't, I think they actually genuinely, it was a different time. And well, they knew if this it kid. went wrong, it would be a very different story. Let's just say. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like they, they went wrong. yeah, they weren't misplaced in their, you know, belief in this young fellow. But yeah, so it took him 35 days and one hour to get to Sydney Whoa. Um, and 47 days to get home. Whoa. So I think he was away from like February till mid-June. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so he turned 10 on that time. And yeah, so he kind of did this amazing thing and then went about his life. Just like just continued life. to hang out with his pony and work on the farm. And he joined the Air Force for World War Two. Like he went when he was like 19. Um, and then when that was all done, he worked as an experimental engineer. Yeah, there we go. At a car company. So it was like General Motors Holden. It's like, yeah, this is this is the right sort of mind for yeah. experimental engineering. Yeah. See, if this kid had done this in, you know, our, like the times that we are in now, he would have been on Ellen and Ellen mm. would have been like, wow you get a tv and like all of this money and and then like we would have just ruined that kid we would have you know mm. they would have been on tiktok we would have got them on sunrise they would have been bloody everywhere and then 12 months later it would have been like <laughs> plucky lenny not so plucky anymore he got an e in his science exam and we'd just ruin his life or something mm. yeah whereas this kid like he had his him just met so many people and did so many cool things like remember when 
Jess, what's her name? That the girl um, sailed around oh, the yeah. world when she was mm. what fifteen or something, mm. and she got so much shit. Yeah. In the media, like people attacked her because she was a mm. teenage girl, and they were like, "How dare she think that she mm. can pull this off? Like the ego on that girl, you know? Let's mm. just yeah, like, that's pretty awful." Yeah, I remember that being a really big, and because she had a pink, like she had pink stuff on her boat, and they were mm. like, "Oh, you know, she's so arrogant and blah blah blah." And it's like, girl, like. Mm. You don't even go to the gym three times a week. Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, you know, it's well, kind of it nice was... to hear this story where it's just like, yep. And then he lived his mm. life. It was a nice yeah. thing that and he well, did. Because also, because it was like the Great Depression and he was kind of, I guess, this symbol yeah. of just people just Everyone doing just something. just a good news story. Getting through it. They really did. Um but yeah, so apparently his other interest, he was really into fishing and astronomy and ice skating and sailing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he got married and had a daughter and grandchildren um, and he passed away eventually in 1992, age 70. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time he was still like, he was building a big yacht because he wanted to sail down to Tasmania and then to New Zealand. Um, but he didn't, didn't get to finish it because he passed away. Um, but yeah, so it seems like he had a good, good run. And Ginger good Meek lived to be 27. Wow, that's very good. It's good for a pony, and it was buried on the family farm. Yeah, um, where he lived, lived Probably his life. Probably had so. good heart health after all that cardio. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Like that's a good pony. Um, yeah. And some of his like descendants um, of Lenny, not not Ginger, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to be clear, got together like organized the the town of Leangatha to get the act together, and so there's now a statue of the two of them, mm-hmm. um, which was erected in. 2017 mm-hmm. so if you're ever down there you can see a, a lovely bronze um of a boy with this little sun hat on a horse and that Delightful. is lenny gwyther and ginger mick and their little journey it's Thank the clap for both of them 10 mm. year old legends it's amazing like nine like what were you doing when you were nine? Oh, nonsense Probably like playing PlayStation and farting, you know. Like, <laughs> I was climbing lots of trees and making tree houses and riding bikes through cemeteries and stuff like that. Like, we were rainforest kids, and you're a country kid, and you know, yeah, yeah, so I was you know definitely what it's a like big to run around and stuff, but tree climber, yeah, running around, yeah, hanging out with. I think we probably that's when we got chickens. Um, I certainly wasn't traveling long distances alone. No, the longest I probably traveled alone would be, you know, a, a few Ks like to mates' houses and we'd go bike riding around the mm. neighboring towns and stuff. And that's probably. Yeah, even to go to like the little corner shop, which wasn't on a corner, it was just on a highway. I probably went with a sibling. Yeah. That wasn't far. Yeah. Anyway. Well. An icon. Go. Yeah, absolutely. So many little characters that appear. Oh, my my sources. Um, the National Library has like Trove, which I reckon for anyone who recommend for anyone who wants like a primary source, mm-hmm. you can get a lot of newspaper clippings. There's a good article in West Print, which someone had done a lot of great looking at Trove as well. So it's a particular shout out to that source. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also use Sydney Living Museums, the Sydney Morning Herald, and the ABC. Amazing. Hmm. 
Next episode, we're doing one of my favourite subjects in the world. Expo 88, we're finally doing it. We're going there. We're going back to 1988. We're going back to Brisbane. We're going to show the world. Woo! Um, I'll wear my jumper. Yes. I will wear my hat over my headphones Great. somehow. <laughs> Look, we'll take some we'll take some some pictures for this one. Yeah. Um I'm thrilled. Yeah, you should be. It's a good one. It's a good mm, one. We love Expo in this house. Yeah. Um so tune in. Tune in for that. Yeah, there's lots of fresh nonsense. Um it's a fun one. It's a silly one. Mm. Uh yeah. See you there. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Australianorama. Chuck us an email if you want, Australianorama at gmail.com. Um, tell your friends to listen to our podcast. Um, and you can always like give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you use Apple Podcasts. If you don't, then don't bother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, we're going to go. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.